I'm a Brian Rust guy. Never made a secret of that. I will always be a Brian Rust guy. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. The Penguins have some shortcomings. We've talked about them. The Penguins have a really, really good top six. So whenever I hear, see, or read anyone, even just, you know, Joe casual fan on social media, suggest that Rust isn't part of that or shouldn't be part of that or should be bumped to a third or fourth line, my inner Brian Rust guy comes raging to the surface. (laughs) This is a really good hockey player. At the risk of stating the spectacularly obvious, he's done a lot of things through his career, not least of which was contribute to two Stanley Cups. And when I say contribute, I'm talking about with some of the bigger goals scored in those playoffs. He's also defensively sound. He can shoot. He can pass. He can really skate. He's still the fastest player on the roster. He can be on your top power play, and he is, in the word of Mike Sullivan, an elite penalty killer in the NHL. And I haven't even mentioned that he's capable of sliding between your first and second line really without noticing any difference. So, now, those of you who subscribe to this non-Brian Rust guy opinion that seems to be out there, Go right ahead and come at me. Give me the numbers. This past season, 81 games, 20 goals, 26 assists. And there is a general acceptance, and I'm actually on board with this, that Rust underachieved specifically in the area of goals, even though it was his fourth consecutive 20-goal season, even though he's never hit 30 in the NHL, although in fairness, a couple of those 20-goal seasons I just referenced were in way shorter NHL seasons that extrapolated would have put him comfortably over 30. The difference, well, no, two. The two differences between Rust this past season and Rust the season before are as follows. Before this past season, Rust was a great big bargain. And then he signed the six-year, $30.75 million contract that put him in a different stratosphere, not only of pay, but also of expectations. That part's fair. I guarantee you Rusty's got no issue with that either. The other difference is that his shooting percentage, which had been at 12 throughout his career, which is a pretty decent top six shooting percentage for an individual, went from 13.3 to 9.5. Dude couldn't buy one. He was either shooting high and wide or shooting high too predictably in general, and goaltenders were just standing up and taking it away from him. And he was missing some pretty good chances and hitting a lot of pipes too. 
And that happens, and sometimes it happens over the course of a full season. I believe that Rust's confidence in general began to wane over the course of the long season because of this. He was driving himself nuts. You could see it on the rink. You could see it off the rink. He needs to score goals to be effective and to feel like his best self. And he wasn't finishing. He was doing everything but finishing early on. And then later, it just became a broader struggle. Maybe that would have sorted itself out had the Penguins made the playoffs and he had a chance to pop a couple of big ones early on in a playoff round. But that's a moot point, obviously. As it was, season just came to a close and poof, there it went. But this, going back to the dark side, notion that seems to be out there that he's, you know, he's crossed over his age 31 season and now he's just not going to be any good anymore. The contract was a mistake. That doesn't dovetail at all with everything else that your eyes should have shown you. Because he can still fly. He can still do absolutely everything else that I've mentioned on that fairly lengthy list. He just wasn't finishing. Now, as hockey coaches preach to the youngest of children in this beautiful game, if you're getting chances, if you're getting lots of chances, you're playing well. The rest of it will come. I believe that regarding Rust. I also believe in his relentless work ethic. He's had it his whole life. He's displayed it right here in Pittsburgh in front of all of us for years as it relates to his NHL career. And one of the things that he's done, maybe as well as anyone on the roster, and I can tell you this because he and I have had a lot of conversations about this that were real, real, real specific about something that he'll do on the rink that I've never seen him do before. And I'll mention it to him and he'll go, oh, yeah, you saw that, huh? I've been working on that. If he has to spend this entire summer and this entire training camp doing nothing other than finding ways to shoot the puck low and to shoot the puck on net and to cut down on the missed shots and the blocked shot attempts and register even more than the healthy total of 210 shots that he had this past season, he's going to do that. And he's going to come into camp with a mindset. Mark my words on this. What you're going to hear from him is that he is locked in on scoring lots of goals. And within that, he'll have had some sort of regimen that will address the issues that hit him this past season. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you're not local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. That's FamilyTablePGH.com. And use the code DK40 or DK40 for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery.
21Q comes from Richard. He says, DK, Tristan Jari's a pro, right? His level of commitment should have been there 100% from the get-go. Richard is referring, in case anyone missed it, to last Friday's episode of Daily Shot of Penguins in which I brought up what Jari has to do, what the team is telling Jari that he has to do in order to stay healthy through the coming season and play at his peak, possibly even at 100%. And Jari has committed to doing so. Jari has now gone public with committing to do so. Mike Sullivan has talked about making sure that he does so. Kyle Dubas has talked about making sure that he does so. And I've told you on this program that Jari's injury is something that can be addressed through extensive conditioning. There's ample precedent for it. There's common precedent for it. So to go at your question, why didn't he do it before? Well, to start, to my understanding, Jari did not have this injury at anywhere close to the level that he'd been experiencing until the 2022-23 NHL season. So this was his first time going through it. Maybe he was confused by it. Maybe he was thrown off by it. Maybe it's not super practical for a goaltender to change their training regimen in midseason to adjust for something like this. So he just kept doing the stuff that he was doing. Or, far more likely, he just didn't take it all that seriously. He didn't do enough because some people just don't. Some people just think it's it's going to go away. I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to tough it out. But, you know, I don't have a whole lot of use for that in general, like in life. I'm not a big regrets guy. When something goes wrong, something goes wrong. The only thing you can do about it from that point forward is from that point forward. So I'd like to think the best of Jari in this circumstance. That's the approach that I'm going to take entering this training camp. I doubt it after that giveaway in the playoffs to the Islanders' Josh Bailey. I doubted that he'd have the mental strength to pull through and become the kind of goaltender that you need. Well, he shot that one down big time. He really did. I, I've had a lot of critical stuff to say about Jari in the past few months. You've never heard me knock the mental strength portion of it, meaning the goaltending aspect. I did wonder, and still do to some extent, what he was doing with the injury. But from the goaltending, just the goaltending, he put that one to rest. So I'd be happy to be wrong twice, or happy to have everybody be wrong twice, depending on your perspective. Because it just might be tougher. It might have been a greater challenge for him to overcome that giveaway to Bailey than it'll be to beat this. You just got to focus, try, and whenever either of those two things don't work, listen to the people who are making sure that you do. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.